to Radio Rubber Room. We're here at Soundcheck Studios. I'm Derek Haysenow. How's it going, Derek? Living the dream. Every living week. the dream. Every week. Is yeah. it the same dream you were living last week? It's different. It's different all the time. The I can always remember. It's like, you know, fuzzy dream. Like, I, I, I don't keep a dream <laughs> diary. You probably should if you're going to live your dream. It's true. It would probably, probably be helpful. A dream diary. I mean, well, I mean, just an idea. Did you get me for Secret Santa? Uh, okay. Dream are we doing Secret Santa this year? These are things we got to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, fine. All right. Well, we have a <laughs> guest here with us today at Soundcheck Studios. We do. How's it going? How are you, good. sir? I'm very good, thank you. Uh, Paulo Franco, very, very good to have you in the studio Thank you so today. much for having me today. And really you just released it. a new album. Brand spanking new. It came out uh, this past Saturday. It was officially released, which is to say that I had them in my house for about a month and a half. But it officially released on iTunes. Woohoo! Yes, exactly. Nice. <laughs> so it's on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Rhapsody, which is now Napster. Um, Weird that Napster's back. It is. I mean, actually, and I didn't really know that that was going to happen until because I have Rhapsody and I because mm -hmm. I, I had it I've had it since like the like late nineties, early two thousands. And I'm looking at my phone, and I'm getting ready to look for the Rhapsody app, and all of a sudden I see that little Napster icon. I'm like, what is this? Wait, whoa. Yeah, I know. It's, it's Flashback really weird. to the mid-90s. So I had to go Google up and say, what happened to Rhapsody? And it says it bought out by Napster, and it so was official. I, this is my first hearing about this. Yeah, that's a thing that just did, happened. Did, so was Napster just sitting around, like, laying in wait yeah. for all those years? Like, not doing anything? Just, like, on I hiatus? I have no idea what they were doing. but I mean, They were doing, bad. like, legal downloads yeah, for a minute. That used to be Rhapsody, mm -hmm. like, about... A week and a half ago. Okay. And now it's Napster. Crazy. Yeah. Napster just sounds sketchy. You know, it's funny because it on does. November 2nd, mm -hmm. we have a band called Napster playing for us at the Camel. Well, that's different. Is it? Because they're like playing off that. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's, Maybe they're sketchy. I don't know. I'm just saying that it's, you know, yeah. synchronicity and stuff. So how is like Metallica taking this? Are I'm they, sure are they're they pretty okay about it or? They must be pretty bummed out about it. I yeah. Mean, was they had a like a jihad against Napster. Yeah. Pretty pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about that. No? I don't know anything about it. Well, either way. Got the album here. Hard copy. Very and, nice. And what's the album called? It's called The Last Card. The Last Card. Mm-hmm. What Which is one? your last card? Pardon me? What is your last card? Well, metaphorically on the album it's the Ace of Spades and I hope to not have to play that card for a few more years. There you go. So um but it's 13 songs, um, three of them are in Spanish, 10 of them are in English, and um, it's kind of a broad spectrum of different sounds that you'll hear. There's a little bit of folk music that's Appalachian style, a little folk music that has an Andean feel to it, there's a lot of twangy stuff, alt country, um, there's hard rock on it, um, just pretty much everything that has ever influenced me. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I like to try to write in a lot of different styles, and so I was putting that out there, I was thinking, like, well, I hope people get it. And it, it seems like just based on the reviews and some of the comments I've gotten that people are, are like, yeah, this is really cool. It's not like one particular style. There's a little bit of something for everybody here. I've been, I've been listening to it in the car all week, in the car all week, and I do have to, I don't want to be a stickler, I do have to correct one thing. Um, trace songs are in Spanish. Tres canciones. Sí. Tres canciones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't speak Spanish. I feel left out. I know that I love to text Chanel in Spanish sometimes. It drives me insane. Like even if I don't know the Spanish, <laughs> I'll just I'll just like Google Translate like, what I want to say and just copy paste like, it. I love yeah. that you put that much effort into annoying me. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and take so much joy from it. Look yeah. at that smile. Look at this. That's the biggest smile I've seen you have all yeah, day long. Yeah, I love texting in Spanish. Even if I don't know it, like I can get by a little bit because I've worked in restaurants for a long time, so I've learned a little Spanish. But uh, yeah. If if I don't have it in my back pocket, Google Translate. Google Translate, man. I, I use it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I use it all the time. Well, um, we're gonna get to our first break. Um, for our Facebook Live viewers, we do want to thank our, our sponsors too, um, the Camel and Rostov's Coffee. Um, when we get back to, um, we're gonna be listening to a live one from Paulo Franco. Uh, I assume off the album. Yes. Very good. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah, we're gonna get to our first break, and we're gonna hear a tune from Horsehead. This is "Think of Me" here on Radio Rubber Room. Hasta luego. <laughs> I stepped off the bus and went around Memphis I played some cards and lost my best shirt and my name 
This band is killing it! Hell yeah! Hey, what's going on with that guy? And this chick! Oh my god! Everyone's turning into zombies! Ah, uh, no, no, not zombies! I think they're hungry! We need Chef X! Chef X! Sausage stars! Whoa! Nice shooting, Chef X! This one's still a zombie! Burger! Stat! Yay! Yay! Chef X saved the day! The Camel, 1621 West Broad Street, serving great music seven nights a week until 2 a.m. and great food Sunday through Thursday from 3 p.m. to 12 a.m. 1 a.m. Fridays and Saturdays with brunch served every Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. See you at the Camel! Hey, bras and bras ears. They say that those who don't remember history are doomed to repeat it. Well, I'm not going to let that happen to my bras and brasettes. So this is history with your bra Travis. I'm Travis. So like in 1812, the British were like, hey, let's go take back America. And then James Madison got on his horse and he's like, hell no, bra. Hell no. And then Francis Scott Key was like, bombs bursting in air, brah. Bombs bursting in air. And that's where we get the song before sporting events. This has been History with your bra, Travis. I'm Travis.
Like that lemonade stand commercial with iced tea? Like, like not on Arnold Palmer? No, like I wanted to be drinking like either like a hot tea, you know, like a cafe. Or a lemonade. Or a lemonade. Or a lemonade. Okay. You can uh, come back and join us if oh. you'd like, sir. I would love to do that. See, I thought she was talking about that commercial where they have the lemonade stand and, and people are like driving by saying like iced tea. Iced tea, right. <laughs> and like, and then the shot goes that iced tea is actually sitting so, back there and yeah. he's like, nah, lemonade. Wow. Yeah, no. It's pretty entertaining. Pretty entertaining. So yeah, tell us about that tune, sir. Well, actually, that tune um, was probably the only song I ever remembered from a dream. I actually wrote it in a dream, and the the song was originally called "Run Jesus Run" um, because in the dream, um, so I was at this house, and a friend of mine named Turtles Wadley, who used to play in my band, he was on my first record, was there with a whole bunch of guys, and they were watching this enormous like. 100 inch TV screen and it was this movie 
called um, Jesus Christ Texas Ranger, mm -hmm. and it starred <laughs> Chuck Norris as Jesus Christ, and he had like this, you know, the, the tunic, and he was wearing the sandals, but he had a 10-gallon hat on, and, and like the Marshall star and the two six-shooters, and he was riding a horse. This is the dream. This is a dream, exactly. So that, like, okay, so this isn't a real movie because I was gonna be really, really amazed. <laughs> I, like, no, I was like, is this I was a like, prequel to Walker Texas Ranger? How no, have no, I no. not seen this movie starring Chuck Norris? Yeah, as, as Jesus thing. Christ Texas Ranger. No, that, that's what they were watching. Okay. So I, I kept coming up with this. It's like it says, "Run, Jesus, run! The Rangers are after you." And I, I looked at Turtle and I said, "Dude, you've got to remember this because this will be a really cool song." <laughs> and he said, "No problem." And then I wandered off to the next part of the dream. And so when I woke up and I started writing down the idea for it, and then I wanted to make it, um, uh, you know, because my, my parents are immigrants, and, and people, there's, they have a lot of varying positions on, on immigrants, but I, to mm -hmm. me, they're either, they're running from something or they're, they're coming to find something. And my parents came to this country to find the American dream, which was, of course, to send their son to law school, which is what they did. But, um, but I, you know, there's just so much vitriol against um, these people, and I, I wanted to put this character in a really difficult situation where he's trying to do the right thing. I mean, he's, he's got everything in the world to lose if he gets caught, but he intervenes and tries to break up a robbery, and then winds up getting accused of doing it. And so, I mean, like, so now he's on the run, and what's he going to do? Like, of right. course, he's the immigrant. He he's the no guilty rights. guy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so um, when, I, when I wrote it down, I showed it to a friend, and he's like, dude, what kind of a song is Run, Jesus, Run? So that's why I changed it from yeah, Jesus to, to Renee. So now it's Run, Renee, Run. But that, that's how I came up with that tune. So that has solidified it. I do need a dream journal. Yes. Yes, you because do. Because that is productive sleeping. Mm -hmm. That's my... I'm going to bed after this. I gotta tell you, that's actually the reason why I play that. When, when we were talking okay. at the very beginning, you were talking about you know, living the dream and like doing the dream journal. I was like, you know what? I've got a song that I wrote. That's the only one from a dream. That's perfect. All my other number one smash hits that were going to be certified platinum songs, I forget when I wake up. Mm -hmm. So I need to actually right. start writing them down. Mm -hmm. I've got hundreds of them. I could be a multimillionaire doing this, but for the fact that I don't remember what I'm... What you dream about. Exactly. Okay, I, so we all need to start keeping dream journals. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We'll be millionaires. Or find a way to record dreams. Uh, that's terrifying. I don't want anyone to ever have the ability to actually view my dreams. I don't even want to rewatch my dreams. I just want to remember them. See, I want to, like, project them on a screen. Oh, dude, my dreams are terrifying, though. We've talked about this. I told you about my festival dreams. Mm -mm. I haven't told you about my festival dreams? Mm -mm. Oh, man, where I'm trying to, like, gather everybody and, like, make everyone hold hands and go from one stage to another, but there are zombies and dinosaurs and everyone's dying. <laughs> no, that really happened. No, that didn't actually happen. Oh, that, that must have the same dream. <laughs> but, yeah. There was also one where we were on, like, there's this giant water slide in, um, I think it's, on Kauai, on the on Kauai, and um, they turned like this old like plantation um, drain into this giant water slide, and I was looking at pictures of that, and I was trying. We were all on a giant raft, and there were dinosaurs coming out and like pulling people off the raft. And I think that also really happened, but I'm not sure. I definitely have not actually ridden that water slide. I would remember that. Fair enough. <laughs> no, no, sir, you did just release, uh, have the release party for the album. Yes, we did it at Capitol Alehouse this past Saturday. Mm -hmm. How'd that go? It was great. Um, we had a really good turnout. Um, I had the Tin Can Fish Band was on the bill with me, and another. Those guys uh, are great. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, actually, so the drummer Jack Taggart and I used to be in a band called the Lost Souls, and, and I mentioned Turtles Wadley. He used to be in the Lost Souls as well. So we had three quarters of the Lost Souls there. Um, the lead singer and the principal songwriter in that band was Greg Gerken. Well, I shouldn't say was he. He's still alive. He is Greg Gerken, but he was <laughs> in Baltimore running a, uh, a marathon up there. Okay, so, um, you know, yeah, double so, booked and stuff. So I wanted to have, um, you know, Jack and I have been trying to get our two bands together for a while, and, and finally this was the 
the time that we were going to do it. And then Rob Williams uh, is another songwriter in town. Um, and he and I are really good friends, and we've gone on the road together before to play some shows, and so I wanted him to be a part of it as well. Excellent. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, so did you play with a full band or just solo? I played with a full band. Excellent. Yeah, in fact, we are going a name change. We uh, are, we used to be the Rateros, and now right. we're going to be the Freightliners. Paula Franco and the Freightliners. And the Freightliners. Correct. I like it. Yeah, which is kind of a nod to um, Towns Van Zandt. We do a really good um, cover of uh, White Freightliner Blues. And I, I kind of like the alliteration to it as well. I was an yeah. English major, so it's like Paulo Franco and the Freightliners. Yeah, no, it's got a good, it's got a good cadence yeah, to it. the tongue, exactly. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Well, we'll have to get you a show. Uh, I'd love to do that. We'll have to figure that out that would on be our awesome. next break. Absolutely, let's do it. Okay. And so that's the title to the, the gigging band. Correct. Mm -hmm. yep. And then a lot of those guys I've assumed played with you on the album. Um, or different players. Dan, Dan actually played on, he plays on two of the tracks. Mm -hmm. Um, but when we were putting this together, um, when I was talking to, to Bob Rupp, he produced it, he kind of wanted to, he had a, a sort of a thing that he wanted to do, and he wanted to use guys that he had he had um, played with um, and, and recorded with before. And, and, and so we had Johnny Hot and Dusty Simmons um, playing oh, drums. Dusty. Um, Jordan Tarrant, you're wearing the Tarrant t-shirt. Jordan Tarrant. Jordan played uh, Jordan classical guitar on uh, one of the Spanish songs. He's such a badass. Yeah. He, he's such he's, a badass. He's really good. Uh, we had um, Charles Arthur uh, played on a couple tracks, and I had Daniel Clark come in and do some keyboards. And awesome. And he, I said, man, we, we need a harmon or uh, accordion for for actually that song that I just sang, Run Renee Run, actually has an accordion on. There's oh, no that, okay. there's no lead guitar, and it's it's an accordion solo. And and I said that makes sense. And so he said, well, man, you're in luck. I just bought a new accordion. Let's give it a shot. So he took it over to uh, Bob's house, and boom, and off he went. It was really cool. Don't you love it when that happens? Oh my! It makes it just watching these guys play is just it's just amazing. It's we're so spoiled. Yeah, I mean, I got really lucky. So I'll tell you um, the thing um, about Bob. Like some some of my favorite bands when I was in law school and I was here in Richmond um, were the Silos and the House of Freaks. Mm -hmm. I'd always go and see those guys whenever they were playing. And now, like thirty some odd years later, <laughs> I'm like I'm making music with them. That's awesome. And it's 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 really just I mean living I, the dream. Yeah, it exactly. I mean, I, I could never <laughs> right have imagined. Down. Well, you know, because I, I played I played. Um, I started playing guitar when I was nine, and then I stopped for a while, and then I played in a an acoustic duo up in D.C. for a couple of years, and then, you know, kind of real life kind of got in the way, and then I got married, and then I just put my guitars away, but then I got divorced, and so I decided I have, there's no way I'm ever going to let my guitar sit underneath my bed again, so I pulled them out, and I uh, applied for a job at the Virginia State Bar, and um, one of my, my friend who works there now, and we, we became friends, um, had a band and needed a guitar player. So when he saw that I had guitar playing on my resume, he went to the bar council and said, "Hire Polly." Yeah, I need I need a guitar player for my band. So I actually went. I got the job. <laughs> I got the gig, and and then I know, love that I love that your guitar playing got you your real job. My real job, exactly. That's, I didn't know you could put that well, on resumes. Well, they're both real jobs, really. I mean, it was like special a, skills. Yeah, special, special skills. skills. It's like an afterthought. I, I need to tweak that. Tennis, bike riding, Spanish, and guitar playing. I was like, who's ever going to pay attention to that, right? right. I mean, you know, somebody did, man. It was awesome. So he got me playing again, and so I started in cover bands, and then that's when I started getting into the whole idea about writing my own songs, and I'd done that a little bit with The Lost Souls, and, um, you know, that project kind of came to its conclusion, and Gray wanted to go off and do his own thing, so I was like, well, man, I got this catalog of songs, I'm going to see if I can put a record together, so I, I talked to Pedro Aida, who produced and engineered The Lost Souls EP, and I asked if he'd be willing to record it, and he said, yeah, let's do it, so... Got some people together and a band sort of coalesced around that, and then I'm like, man, this is really fun. I really want to do this. This is what I always wanted to do, except for my dad wanted me to be a lawyer. So, yeah. And then real life got in the way, and then I'm like, 
this is it. I gotta do this. Gotta do it. Gotta do it, man. There's living the dream. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're gonna get to our next break, um, but when we get back, we're gonna hear another uh, tune off the album. Yep, I'll do one in um, Spanish. And nice. real quick, I want to go over, uh, we've got our show at The Camel this Wednesday with Tweed and Megan Burton, The Cure for Love, and Alice in the Reverie. That one's going to be super good show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't gotten a chance to see Megan Burke before, uh, she has played with the Congress multiple times in, on the West Coast and is traveling through. Uh, this is an awesome opportunity to see an up-and-coming singer-songwriter, her band, uh, for free. So I'll see you Wednesday. Wednesday. 10 p.m. October 19th, Red Rover Presents, mm-hmm. come get some. And then the second, we've got Georgie Isaacs, Ben Butterworth, and um, Justin Corey opening for Napster. Um, so those are some more of my favorite singer-songwriters here from, from RBI. And um, we don't know for sure, but Metallica might try to come fight Napster. I, it's, it's plausible. Yeah. It's plausible. It's not out of the question, for sure. Uh, we're going to get to our next break. We're going to uh, be right back with another uh, uh, live one from Paulo Franco, but right now we're going to hear from uh, Keith Yetter. This is Still Whiskey here on Radio Rubber Room. Papa Gusta! Papa Gusta! <laughs> <laughs>
They say Curiosity killed the cat. I don't think that's true unless the weird kid down the street is named Curiosity. Hey, this is your bro Travis, and I love history. I love coffee too. So today I'm gonna give you a little history about coffee. Coffee was discovered by a goat herder in Ethiopia who noticed his goats were getting all hype after eating some berries. He tried them and got all jacked too. So we took him to some monks who burned them because they thought they were the devil's berries. But they dug the smell and poured some boiling water on them. They totally dug this new beverage and helped them concentrate during meditation and stuff. They started having a cup every day. The drink spread through the Middle East, Europe, and to the Americas. Yo, and in 1979, Jay Rostov opened up a coffee roastery in Richmond, Virginia. And Rostov's Coffee and Tea has been roasting coffee in Richmond for over 35 years now. They roast over 1,500 pounds a week on premises using a Javez Burns roaster from the 19th 30s. But that's a history lesson for a different day, brah. Rostov's Coffee and Tea, 1618 West Main Street. Or find Rostov's Coffee at many of your favorite spots around town. Or even order online at www.rostovs.com. Rostov's Coffee and Tea, the best way to start your day in RVA, brah. and I'm all about pinching the pennies. Shopping for food, clothing, and other necessities can get expensive. So today I've got a great tip for you to help you save some pennies. It's easy. Steal. Stealing will save you about 100% on what you would have otherwise spent. Steal. Save money. Save money. Save money. Save Su calavera, 
It must be Jaiyachisera Con ojos como las estrellas It must be Jaiyachisera No sé si era fantasía Un fantasma que vive en las pesadillas Belleza hecha de la costilla Su encanto me puso de rodillas Por fin Katrina me dio un beso Ay, 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 el cual sentía hasta por mis huesos. Ay, 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 Katrina y su canavera, mujer más bella y hechicera. Con ojos como las estrellas, mujer más bella y hechicera. Right here on Radio Rubber Room. So, tell us a little bit about that tune, but completely in Spanish. Um, Actually, let's go with English. That's for me. For sure. Okay. Unless, you can, unless we have a translator, because I'm, I'm... Let me try. Let's start, and I'll try to translate. Okay. Okay, okay. hold on. Esta canción, La Inspiración, fue una cerveza. Slow down. <laughs> I heard beer. Yes. I heard I the heard... inspiration. Mm -hmm. I heard beer, mm -hmm. and inspired by beer. It was. It, he was inspired by beer. Mm -hmm. uh, una cerveza que hacen en Licking Hole Creek Craft Beer Company. I got Licking Hole Creek Craft Beer. Licking Hole Creek Craft Beer. Right. Got it. Mm -hmm. I know y those guys. Those guys are cool. La cerveza se llama La Calavera Catrina. No, no, no! I just got inspired by a beer at Licking Hole Creek. That's right. So actually, it's 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 inspired by that beer, and it's it's La Calavera Katrina, which is so La Calavera Katrina is a famous lithograph. Okay. Um, it was done in like the early 1900s by a Mexican artist. I think his name was like um, Jorge Manuel Posada or something like that. But it, it's it was sort of like the the. That's a baseball player for the Yankees. Right? Yes, Jorge Posada. Uh, and actually, one of my last names is Posada. I'm on my dad's side of the family, I'm Posada. Um, 
but it, it's it kind of like influenced all that Day of the Dead iconography. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, basically, it's a it's a it's a woman, Probably and you know it's a woman because you you're, you can see by the hat she's wearing, but it's a skull, it's a skeleton, mm-hmm. and she's wearing this big flowery hat that you might see like at the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. So um, they had their beer that they played off the that that um, painting for their label design, but it's it's a Belgian triple or something like that with lime zest and it's aged tequila barrels. Ooh, yeah. I should probably try that. Oh one. my god, it's really good. It's it's actually it's one of my favorite beers. But like when I started drinking it, I'm like, oh, this tastes like beer. And then all of a sudden, the aftertaste is all tequila from sitting <coughs> in those tequila barrels. So I started thinking, is this beer? Mm, is this tequila? Is this good or is this going to be really bad for me? And so oh. the song is about uh, a woman who carries a skull around, and the guy's just sitting at the bar, and she comes up and sits next to him and orders him a shot of tequila and. This fog rolls in, and the next thing he knows, he's like under her spell, and he's head over heels in love with her. But so you have to kind of figure out whether she's like a demon, like or just a crazy pretty girl walking around with a skull. It sounds right. like from dusk till dawn. Uh, you know, actually, that was a big part of it too. I mean, that that's what Katrina's supposed to look like, um, Selma Hayek, uh, or what was her name? Yeah. Santimonio or uh, right. Pandemonia, or whatever pandemonium. it was. Pandemonium. Yeah. Yeah. Pandemonium. Santanico Pandemonium. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and are you sex machine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be careful. I got my little six shooter too. Nice. So. Good question. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, that's yeah. It's, I mean, like when I when I like was imagining what this woman was, was looking like in in, in 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 you know walking to the bar. She had that just really sort of. Um, just the epitome of what like a, a Colombian woman from Medellin would look like, you know, the straight, long black hair, the you know dark brown eyes and the cinnamon colored skin, mm-hmm. you know, and then I just kind of like imagined her like morphing into like the Day of the Dead, you know, like it just kind of like start coming out of her skin when you know she's drinking, he's she's giving him the shot of magical tequila or something, you know, it's just yeah. So that's what happens. cheers you with the skull that I'm carrying around. Today. Exactly. So oh, you have the skull. And that's what drinking a beer that's registers at twelve point five percent will do to you too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dang. So yeah, those LCCB brews, they'll get you. And they really will. With tequila they will notes, get I'm sure. you. Man. Anything any of their barrel aged, oh man, they get you. Yeah, Bad decisions written really all over it. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean, like I was sitting around drinking with those guys when I was like like fifteen years ago, and they were like they've oh, they always were home wanted. Brewing? They have always wanted to start a brewery, and they hadn't even started home brewing yet. Wow! I was like way back, and this was like the the pipe dream. Um, and we used to get so drunk on really good beer that we could never remember what we were going to do. So the first steps <laughs> took a while. The first steps took a while, but I'm really glad they're paying out because that beer is so yeah, good. Yeah, that, that's that's probably my favorite beer that they do. Um, just like of their their stronger series. Um, you know, I also, I also like the the Till Sunset, which is like their their session IPA, which is I think mm-hmm. like 4.5 or 4, 4.7. It's the one you can drink more than one of without falling it, in your face. Exactly, and that's the one I always drink when I go out there when I'm playing because if I have like one or two Katrinas, man, the show's oh, over. Oh man, show's those, over. Those bourbon barrel aged Belgians, man. Yeah. That oh <clears throat> did me in after one last yeah. time I was out there. So it was really uh, it was cool because actually when I recorded that song, I um, when we were finishing up and doing some of the vocals, um, Bob and I actually split a, a bottle of it. So nice. when we're working on it, we're like, we got to get a little of the Katrina magic into mm-hmm. the recording. Absolutely. Got to have the fog. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it was recorded with that in the veins. Yes, it literally. was. Absolutely. The, the beer was literally coursing through my veins when I was recording that song. Well, um, so the the album art's really cool. Who did the album art? We can point it at it the is very cool. Live stream camera. For... So, um, 
one of the guys who plays bass in my band is named Doug Thompson, mm -hmm. and um, he did all the album artwork, and it all kind of came about like when I was going over to his house, like to get him up to speed and bringing him up, you know, to work the songs before we got him in, in with the band. Um, he had these really cool political cartoons, um, and I grew up in Washington, so I, you know, I, I love politics as a spectator sport. Mm -hmm. So I was really drawn to them. And it, it was like a picture of Dick Cheney. There's another one of um, George Bush the first, and then he had one of Bill Clinton. I forget, but I, I said, "Man, where did you get those? Those are really cool." He's like, "Oh, well, I drew those." And I said, "What?" It's like, "Yeah, I drew them." So when I was thinking about putting the artwork together for the album, I immediately asked him if he'd be interested in doing it. He's like, "Yeah." So I actually I had a different idea for what the album for I wanted for the cover. I wanted to have like a series. Dick Cheney. <laughs> yeah, no, Dick not, not Dick um, I had an idea for like a saloon sort of scene, like you know, gamblers like you know, getting ready to pull their six shooters out and start shooting because somebody was cheating at cards. And he said, "Well, I I got a different idea. Let me see what you think of it." And he brought me the outline without the color of that. And I'm like, "Holy cow, that's it's what beautiful. it's supposed to be." Yeah, it's I mean, because it's done like a card, and you've got the two faces, but it's like the maid and and kind of the bandolero. <clears throat> yeah, you know. And I, I mean, there's all kinds of really cool details. And the on imagery it. and the Day of the Dead imagery, and also the playing off of like so many different decks of cards. Exactly. And you've got the the hearts and the spades and the clubs and the diamonds in there, but also like. The lizards and the snake and the crow. Oh yeah, well if you if you look at like um the, and the I think six shooters in there. The lizards got clubs for um markings. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, the rattlesnakes got the diamonds. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, I, when I started really looking at the detail, I was like, Doug, I and can't. And the maid's got hearts on her fan. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is so cool. Yeah, I mean, he really knocked it out of the park. It's amazing. And this, I mean, just this lad, this image, the back image with the crow on the spade. Is I mean that's a beautiful tattoo right there. Shh, <laughs> <laughs> my wife might be watching this. <laughs> yeah, no, just saying. Just yeah, just saying. Theoretically speaking, hmm. Beautiful, beautiful art. And his name one more time. Doug Thompson. Doug Thompson. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Actually, beautiful, he's gonna be sitting in with us. Um, this we're playing at Wabi Sabi this Friday, so he'll be sitting in with us. Yes, yeah, so I, I got T-shirts, I got stickers, the whole nine yards for it. Is like, I, I, I love. I just fell in love with that artwork. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need a T-shirt. And you uh, do have um, some gigs coming up the rest of this month. So you want to before we go to our next break, you want to run through those? Sure. Um, yes, please. I am actually gonna be at Wabi Sabi on Friday. On Sunday, I'm gonna be uh, with my bass player at Licking Hole. Excellent. From two to five, and then depending okay. on what you drink, it might be two to four. Yeah, two to four exactly. <laughs> Uh, on Friday the 28th, the band is going to be playing um, at Legend, and we're going to have our friend Daniel Miller, a great singer-songwriter from Boston, Massachusetts, going to be um, opening up the show and probably playing in between. Very and we're cool. also filming a music video there. What? Yes, we're going to do a video for Leaving the River City, um, and we're going to do a little bit of filming there. What a great background for that, exactly. with the river in the background. That's fantastic. Well, we were going to do a, a shoot. Um, Nick Baker's going to shoot it for me. Okay. Uh, and he was going to do it um, this past Saturday. We are going to get like a crowd shot of the uh, the actress who's going to play the, 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 the girl in Leaving the River City. But he, it was his daughter's birthday, and he really couldn't get away. And, and I was like, oh, well, that's too bad. Well, and then I realized, holy cow, I'm going to be playing at Legends. And there'll be a crowd. And there will and be a crowd, and it will be, like, yeah, exactly. Right and on the river. Right. It's like he, and he was like, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. That was supposed to happen that With the that Manchester way. Rocks and the Wall and oh, all yeah. those things. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be awesome. And when is that again? That is Friday the 28th. And then the 30th. Um, Friday the 28th, what time? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. 8 to 11. 8, 8 to 11. Yes. So that's one of those. So, see, because Halloween week is so busy. I know. But I love those shows that are before all of the other shows. Yes. They make it so much easier. I'm like, yes, I can do that. Yes, exactly. Without being in six places at once. 
And then Sunday, I'm going to be at Steam Bell with uh, Chad again. So a lot of breweries on tap. Excellent. On tap. Perfect. We're going to get to our next break. Um, and we're going to be back with another live one. Um, but uh, in this break, we're going to hear from a couple folks. We're going to hear um, from Kendall Street Company. Um, who we love. Who we love. But we're going to kick it off. Actually, they were a couple weeks ago, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple, about a month or so. About yeah. a month ago. And they were on the show, I think, the week after that. Or the week before that. One of the two. Um, and then um, we're going to kick it off with Recluse Raccoon. This could be luck here on Radio Rubber Room. This could be, this could be his love Finally catching love She came just, she came just in time She's always on his mind Once I They say it's tough to find a needle in a haystack, but if you want a real challenge, try to find the hay in a needle stack. Bring 
Sean from Radio Rubberoo. Now I have a lot of experience with cake, and I mean a lot of experience. And I'm gonna show you how to make some of my favorites. This is Sean's Baked Goods, it's great. I make cakes, eat cakes, I tell you how to make cakes. Sean's Baked Goods, you're gonna love it. (laughs) 
start by mixing eggs and milk and stuff in like a bowl or something with whatever mixing tools you have available. The next thing you want to do is add like a pound of bacon. Like if you deep fry the bacon first, that's on point, but if not, that's cool too. Preheat the oven to like 420. Lather a baking pan with sausage gravy until there's like an inch or more. Pour the cake batter evenly into the pan, man, and place it in the oven for like 10 minutes. Remove the whole jank from the oven and add like one pound of cheese. Cheddar Monterey Jack is my preferred, but man, cheese is cheese. This cake is gonna be crucial. Place it back in the oven, which should still be preheated to like cool 420. And after like 10 minutes or something, pull that thing out and place it on like a windowsill or something, like a ledge where wind's blowing. And after like it cools off, that thing is ready. It's gonna be bum. The next thing you wanna do while it's cooling is, is make like frosting, cause it's delicious. Melt any combination of your favorite candy bars into a bowl, like with fire or something, like heat those candy bars up until they're melted. Then mix in Doritos so you can add crunchiness to your frosting, chocolatey and crunchy. Apply generous portions of frosting to the cake. Add 10 more bacon slices. You can never have too much ham, man. Next, apply ranch dressing. If you don't have ranch, Thousand Island is cool, or just plain mayonnaise. I started this one previously, let's try it. What a complexity of flavor combinations, dude. What? What the hell? Doggone it. I forgot jelly beans, dude. Ah, frustration becomes me. Says love making like Mexican. Cacao girl, these empanadas are good. Oh yeah. After we eat our empanadas, it's time for the movies. Oh yeah. 
I found out Human Centipede is playing at the local movie theater. So time to watch a movie. After you get done seeing the wonderful romantic comedy known as Human Centipede, time to hop back on that radio flyer. Girls, we going back to my mom's place. Wait, wait girl, where you going? Where you going? The radio flyer is getting cold. Yeah. 
sympathize with parts of that. That was a song I wrote with uh, my buddy Shane Cooley. Back, um, actually we were hanging out at the Camel that night. And we were knocking back bourbon barrel beers and went back to my house. Stayed up till about 4 o'clock in the morning writing that song. And then we woke up the next morning and kind of finished it in a foggy, hungover state. And then we were actually talking about it on the radio, and, and I guess Shane's mom was listening, and I, and I said, yeah, we were really hungover when we were writing that. Mm -hmm. And he got in a lot of trouble. He got home, he was telling me, like, yeah, my mom, she's like, what were you doing good out getting drunk last night? He's like, mom, I'm like 27 years old, you know. 27 years old, and I wrote a song. And I wrote a song, exactly. And it's it was not, awesome. It was a totally productive, productive night. Exactly, exactly. I did lose my job when I didn't show up today, but whatever. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's, there's, that's a different thing. Yeah. That but, was a joke. I, I'm sure it was a weekend. But uh, yeah, so we, we, we have written a whole bunch of songs together. Um, he's originally from Virginia and now is living in Austin, Texas. Um, he's a William and Mary grad and he's decided to go out and pursue his dream to be a songwriter. There you go. So he is he is really living the dream out there. He's oh, yeah? The time. Yeah, I've, I've visited him a couple times. He's doing real well. Awesome. I've yet yeah. to visit Austin, but I hear Richmond's the next one, so... I would like to think that's what's going to happen. I like to think we could, we could be doing similar things, but better. Exactly. Or in our own way. Not the next Austin, the first Richmond. The first, first Richmond. Richmond, exactly. Or the second Richmond. The new Richmond. The, the, exactly. The, the new Richmond. Richmond. The Richmond that I when I came down here in the 80s to go to law school was told that this is a city that's going to be turning a corner any minute now. Uh -huh. Any minute. like. And 20 years later. Any it minute started. now. Any minute now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it finally did, you know. You I do, mean, doesn't it feel like there's been a torner, corner turned? Slightly? Holy cow. I mean, it's completely. At least slightly? I mean, oh, you're, definitely. you're reading about Richmond or national magazines. This is a place to come, in, like, to hang out just to be a tourist. Yep. And I, I mean, I've always loved. There's so much about Richmond that I've loved, especially like the history. There are so many cool things to see here, and I can totally see why a tourist would want to come here to see all the history. Absolutely. Um, but now people are actually finally starting to get it, and now, hey, come for the monuments, but stay and stay drink for the, the music. beer and the music. Exactly. And drink the beer and drink the party beer. and be a part of the community. And, and, and hey. eat the food. I mean, mm -hmm. we have so many great restaurants here. And all the art and the museums. It's great. And, I mean, with the VMFA, killing it. And it's an affordable place to live. And it's not super huge, and the traffic doesn't suck. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because mm -hmm. I'm originally from Northern Virginia, where the traffic the traffic is terrible. Yeah, it's, yes, exactly. it takes 20 minutes to get a plate. Yeah, my. So, Every time my dad comes down, he's like, okay, so we've got to do this, this, and this, so what, that'll take three hours? I'm like, no, dad, it's Richmond. That'll take us 40 minutes. Yeah, everything literally, the farthest point of anything in Richmond is always 20 minutes to get exactly. where you need to go. So what we're saying is, come to Richmond, just not all at once. Well, yes, exactly. Let it, like, give us time to build that infrastructure. <laughs> Pace yourselves. Right. And uh, that, you know, light rail system and that bus system. But, you know, I have been noticing, so, like, I, I live over in Woodland Heights, and Sims Avenue, it's like... It, it takes forever to get out of there now in the morning because like there's so much traffic coming and going. And it's just not built for that yet. Mm -hmm. The infrastructure is growing slower. It's really crazy. Well, and when you've got a historical city like this, I was actually, Miranda and I were talking about that on the way up here, like how Richmond is actually really well laid out. Oh yeah. As far as like getting around and the way that the city was constructed historically. And it's just keeping up with that in as we grow so exponentially as we have over the last couple of years. Yeah, no doubt. And, and like, it, actually, like when you talk about the music scene too, like we're gotten all these new theaters that are coming in. All these new venues. It, and it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, I was looking at the you know the lineup for Capitol Hill House downtown. The Broadway's always bringing in cool acts. The Camel's always. I mean, 
you can just go there. Cherry Street Cafe has upped its yes, game in the last year. absolutely. I mean, these are places you can just walk into and have no idea who's going to be playing, but you know... Someone's playing every night, and it's going to be good. Somebody, somebody good. And, and that's four five. or five other spots you could be and have the same thing. Well, I mean, like, I, I am exhausted because I have to try to make it to all the shows all the time. Well, I used it's to so to... much fun, but it's, like... And you can't do that in other cities because no, you, it you takes can't. too long it, to get from venue yes, to venue. Yes, it does. It, yes, it does. Look, I, well, I used to go to, to Jazz Fest a lot, and, and, and Offbeat Magazine always said, judge your festival not by what you saw, but what you had to miss to see what you saw. Exactly. And Richmond's kind of like becoming like that now. Like, Every I mean, night of the week. Absolutely. Like, Every night of I'm the gonna week. I'm going to go see these guys. Oh, yeah, well, i got to go see those guys. Exactly. And Damn it. They're playing there right now. I know. Oh! I, I, had know. That, I had that moment last night. Well, I, I firmly believe then there really is a legitimate and scientific reason for human cloning then. So we can clone ourselves to go out and see all these different shows at the and same time. I just have interns. And, tele and teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 2016, how we don't have teleportation. Well, we have Uber. It's close. It's close. I mean, yeah, man. But you can't. Like, you can't like, Uber, yeah, exactly. Beam me up, Scotty. I mean, Beam I'm me down. the camel right now, Scotty. Don't get me wrong. I'm so down. But I'm also grateful for Uber. Mm -hmm. that has made, that's made my job way easier. Like, going from show to show to show without driving drunk? Well, it, Super easy. It's also kind of <laughs> taken... I think filled a void that's... For me, it's always been a problem about going out in Richmond. It's like, it's... Late at night, you cannot get a cab. You can't get a cab. And, I mean, it's... it's like, I remember waiting outside Bamboo Cafe for, like, 45 minutes at, like, 2 in the morning, sure. freezing cold. Yeah. And, it was, for, and yeah. that's a deterrent right. from going out. Like, you don't want to go and have to do that. No, and people know that if they go out, they're not going to be able to get a cab. So what do they do? They go out and drive, and they get hammered, and they get behind the wheel. And, and terrible things happen. Exactly. But that's, it's, it's good. I wonder... I, I, I and wonder Lyft if is, is, is similar, and there's so many other companies that are doing that. I wonder if there's actually parallel statistics yet with Uber and DUIs. I in actually like I've been wondering about that same thing. Is is there a, a see like a reduction in DUI? A correlation between yeah. the reduction in is there a reduction in DUI? Well, if, if if there isn't, that's because people are being really stupid. Right. It. There's no reason to get behind the wheel of a car now when you've got your phone. So many Uber, options. He'll be here in five minutes to get me home. Right, and even if you can't do it, you can find someone who will buy you an Uber to not be an idiot. I do it at least once a week for other people. I'm like, oh, yo, you're trying to get behind the wheel right now? Nah, I just ordered you an Uber. You're good. Yeah, there's this thing in Colombia that's actually really cool. So it's, it's a service. And if you know you're going to go out and you're going to go out and have a couple drinks, you, you call up the service and they'll send a team of a guy on a motorcycle with another guy riding behind him. To take it back? Exactly. To take your car. Right. The chauffeur sits behind. Exactly. So then when you are you come out, man, you're, you know, a couple martinis or a couple bottles of wine into your night, man. You just move into the passenger seat. The guy in the back jumps in. He'll drive your car home. Motorcycle will follow him. Then when you get home, the guy jumps in the back of the motorcycle and off they go. Well, and there are services like that on, um, that, um, you know, I think Napoleon did it one year. Um, there's there's other services, too, that will actually, like, tow your car for you or drive your car home or anything like that. Like, there's so many options. Yeah. That driving drunk is just really kind of dumb. It is really dumb. I mean, it's dumb no matter what, but like, right. it's extra dumb. Now. It's it's ex and I'm you, as a lawyer, you get a lot of trouble, and it costs a lot. It's of worth the ten dollar Uber. Yes, it is. Well, it, what is that old uh, that Mr. Goodwrench pay me now or pay me later? You can pay ten dollars for an Uber ride, or you can pay up to ten thousand dollars in court costs, expert fees. You got to get your. Uh, SR22, you're going to have to get ASAP. Plus, it's bad for the scene, and it's yeah. bad for the community. Yeah, like, is. it's just not good for anybody. Yeah. It gives us, it makes us all look bad. Be responsible and be smart, because it's, it's, it's not just it's about easy, you. It's easy to be responsible when you have your phone. 
Yeah. Or friends. Or yeah. friends, exactly. See, I gotta get the friends to do it, cause like... Cause my, your phone's I'm having, stupid. I'm having a phone issue, and like I just got like text messages from Sunday today. And you didn't get any of the messages so I my text messages are like slower than the mail right now. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. Like if you need me, don't text me, just like send me a letter. Well, and my internet's been messed up, so I haven't been able to do the Facebook thing with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had an issue when Sorry I switched problems. from iPhone back to Droid. So whenever I was communicating with other iPhones, they assumed that I was an iPhone, right? Because uh, I was an iPhone for a while. But then as soon as I went back over to Droid, I can't get an iMessage. And so people that I was texting would be responding. And I'm like, hey, how come you're not responding to my text message? What are you talking about? I responded to you like three days ago. I'm like, I never got anything. It took me a while to figure it out. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm not getting iMessages anymore. And, that would, and I, would, I would start asking people, like, who were getting my... It's like, well, you have an iPhone, right? It's like, uh, yeah, so if you're going to switch back to Droid for, from iPhone <laughs> and vice versa... How'd you solve that? I had to call up a lot of people and there send a lot of text messages. Switch me off of, I'm not an iPhone anymore. Yeah. yeah so is that separate from just text messaging? Is that it's different. different. Okay. It, 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 well, cause it's I, similar but different. Exactly. So <laughs> iPhones actually send what are called iMessages, which you can send from an iPod, an iPad, and a Mac. And mm -hmm. as long as you're communicating with it, they send out a specific message, which Android cannot get. But tech, but but iPhones. Because there's a special, there's a certain encryption something. Exactly that only an iPhone can read. But but an iPhone will also send out an SMS message, which any phone can read. Yeah, you just have to send a text message. Correct. And then it'll swipe you over. Hmm. I'll teach you all of these things before I hand yeah. you down the phone. Because I'm about to go from <laughs> Droid to iPhone. Because he's going to take my old phone. Hopefully back uh, to Droid okay. as soon as possible. You know, I have to say, yeah. I, I'm really happy going back to Droid. I'm, see, a droid, I'm, a, I'm a Droid person, too. See, I actually have a Mac computer, so it just makes my life easier. It's, all my things are so easy to sync. I've never got the Apple products down. Yeah, well, me neither, yeah. and and that's what drove me crazy. I mean, actually, I I really like the iPhone. Now, if you don't have a Mac, like having an iPhone, oh, I, I doesn't, have a Mac. Yeah, I, I, but having an iPhone is not cool if you don't have the computer with it. I, I, I think I, it's totally, <coughs> it's totally way better. I just didn't like the fact that you can't do anything unless you have to go through iTunes. Yep. You know I, what I really like about the Android is because I actually use that as a uh, like a little device to record ideas. Like when I've got an idea for a song, just hit the voice recorder. Yeah. And um, I want to be able to download those. And, and not have iTunes, because like, this is what would happen. I, w I would do that, and I'd put up all my Mac. And as soon as I'd open iTunes, iTunes would start looking for this match. I'm like, you're not going to find a match. It's not a song. It's just an idea. You know, It's just a kernel at this point. And so it Stop it. Yeah, like, I'd try <laughs> to turn that feature off, like iTunes match, and it would always turn itself back on. I'm like, I'm done with this. Yeah. So... Well, we're gonna get technology. It's it's a, it's a recurring theme today. Technology is the bane of my existence. <laughs> Love hate relationship. I mean, mind you, even ouchless scrunchies today have been the bane of my existence. So, I'm talking about technology writ large. Technology. Like I'm not driving. Very a basic today technology. Because I did no, just mechanics in general not working. Well, for like, me. if you can't work the scrunchie, you definitely don't get behind the wheel right? of the car. Right. <laughs> know your strengths. Exactly. <laughs> We're, uh, we're going to get to uh, one last break here and uh, come back with one last live one from Paulo Franco. But... Uno mas. Uno, uno mas, <laughs> senor. Uno mas, por favor. Uno mas para tu bailar in tu casa. Are those just random words or are you actually saying something? No, you did say something. I did say something. I need a translator. I said one more song so you can dance in your house. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Derek. It was Derek. a very basic Good sentence. Good job, Derek. But either way, <laughs> we're going to... señoritas y señor. Si. We're going to get to one more break. We're going to hear from Sideways Orange. We'll be right back. This is Radio Rubber Room.
Global warming is a serious problem. It can cause sweaty britches, most certainly leading to deadly crotch rot. That's why I use Cooling's Cooling Gel, the gel that generates a cooling effect that you can rub anywhere on your body. Apply Cooling Gel directly to the skin of any warm area and become immediately soothed as Cooling Gel goes to work for you, sending heat away from the body. It's so moist. Is that going to be too much? Rub it into the flesh. Cooling's cooling gel doesn't just cool you. Millions of tiny bubbles pop, creating a tingling sensation. That's just mm, great. It feels so good. You'll surely stay hydrated as cooling gel's patented sweat barrier formula creates a long-lasting film that protects your pores. Uh, it's in my mouth. It's starting to get really cold. No more, please. No, seriously, no more, please. It's like a hundred degrees out here. I'm f freezing. Does it ever stop cooling? I think I think I'm getting fr fr frostbite. Long frigid winters bringing you down? Try Cooling's heating cream. It burns! It burns bad! My, my skin is blistering! Get it off of me!
is standing tall He's got it all And a song to sing The queen of hearts is still a princess Best forgiveness For the fallen king very nice that was the title track i dig it so what inspired that one well that actually um that was the song i wrote um my best friend in the world passed away a couple years ago and so um i kind of got the idea for the song um like the last card like the image about the ace of spades you know and like mm. man that was it man tommy threw the ace of spades down on the table because it, it was really suddenly um and I, I mean i figured something might happen to him but Nobody ever thought that he would just, I mean, literally just hit the floor and that was it. Goodbye, see you, thanks for playing, it was all over. Wow. Yeah, and it was it was really shocking. And unfortunately, I actually found out through Facebook. It was not the worst? It, yeah, it, it was really, really bad. Um, <clears throat> like, um, a friend of mine called me and she was in a panic. And she said, oh, Paul, have you seen Facebook? Isn't it terrible? Like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh my God, Tom James. Like, when she said that, I was like, I, I knew it happened, you know? I just, went right onto Facebook and there it was his brother posted something he passed away tonight so that was um, each one of the characters like you know I figured like I, I, I like playing cards you yeah. know I like to play poker I like playing 21 so I figured I'd tell the story um, about just some of the things that were going on in his life each one of those characters is a is somebody in his life okay um, and they represent something in the story about like just sort of what was going on with his life and you know so I, I just wanted How to write he was some, playing his hands yeah exactly I wanted to like write help me deal with the grief and just sort of because he was like really my number one fan like the, the, the coolest compliment I ever got when I first started songwriting he called me up one day and he said man I had to pull over I was listening to one of your songs and it made me cry and, and like Aww. yeah that would, I mean that really hit me really Aww. emotionally because I have listened to so many songs that it put me in a situation where like I started crying and like I'm thinking like you know, that, that song really connected with me on a, on a very emotional and visceral level. So for me to, to have to hear that from somebody else, especially coming from him, was really special. So I, I kind of wanted to write a song to help just remember him and, and, and deal with the And the I loss. can't think of a better monument. Yeah. So, but, you know, hopefully wherever he is right now, you, you can hear it. And, mm -hmm. and then not even that, not even the song, but it inspired the album art. And, and everything yeah, else. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it really did. Yeah. I mean, so. it, it, it just... It all, all kind of came together. Um, so he's still contributing. He is still contributing. He absolutely is. I love the way people live on. Exactly. I mean, you can be, you know, like, it's like everything. Like, people in your life, your pets, you know, 
It's like you, if if you keep them in your heart and you keep them in your memories, they will live on, and that's that's really the that's how we are immortal. Yeah. You know. And what a beautiful, beautiful monument it was. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So yeah, dig the album. It's your third album. Um, yep. Are we getting on? Are we getting on? Are we um, moving on mentally to a fourth yet? Or? Um. Yeah. Actually. Um, I've got some things, uh, I've got a whole bunch of other songs that have already been written um, that I'm working up with the band right now to try to get out there. I, I play this a lot solo. Um, you know, being a singer-songwriter has its advantages because it's really great and I love playing with the band because that is a completely different approach to the music mm -hmm. and it's the way you have to think about it, the way you have to integrate with the other musicians. And when, when you start playing with a group of guys for a, a little bit of time, there's this telepathy that happens and it's... I mean, if you know music, if you experience music, or you've played it, you've been a part of it, you know that, like, there's things where I'm like, okay, I, I don't do this on this song, and I'm thinking, like, as I'm playing it, and, and I'm going to just try just and see what happens. Right. And then to hear everybody else go along with it, because they're so used to what I do, like, that, that, and it, so I'm sitting there telegraphing it without saying a word, not looking at anybody, and then everybody else goes in right behind it. There's it's nothing more beautiful to see. the coolest feeling in the world. I love watching that. Yeah, you know? Like, I love watching that. We used to do the RVA um, jam sessions. Um, we used to have one of our shows every couple of months at the Camel was an RVA all-star jam. And we just used to have people come out and take over the stage, and people would backline and jump in and rotate. And it was amazing just to see what these musicians... Just who may or may not play with each other all the time, but are so good at what they do. Right, that they just are, they're communicating with each other. And really watching cool them ways. follow, and even, like, when it's not a beautiful, amazing transition, like, watching that process as, as they click in. Right. Is really so, cool. so cool to me. Well, I like going to, like, when I'm um, at a show, and, and, like, something really cool happens on stage, and, and you see the musicians looking at each other, and I'm saying, like, yeah, dude, I saw it, too. I, yeah. I heard it, too. I know exactly why you're smiling. And everyone's geeking out. Like, watching, a mu watching musicians geek out on each other is so yeah, much is. fun for me. It, it is. It's, it's, I mean, it's such a passionate thing. I mean, I can't imagine what my life would be like without having music in it. You know, it's just, it just, it fills such a huge part of my spirit. So I'm really, I'm glad and I'm grateful that, that I'm able to do this and that people are, are listening, you know. Well, we're very grateful that you do it. It's beautiful and wonderful. Well, thanks. It's it's it makes it all worthwhile. We I, we were on a topic earlier. Now I had a question I wanted to get back to really quick. Um, we were talking about the curve and turning the corner. Um, and so you've been in the scene, seeing the scene for a, a good chunk of time. Like I know for me personally, it's been a little probably over ten years, like being in part of it in some way, watching it. Um, you may be slightly. Um, you said more like twenty. 15, 20? Yeah, well, I've been I've been in Richmond for about 18 years, but I've only been playing um, for about 10. Mm, so 10. Um, and, like, I, I used to hear the same thing, like, about how it's, you know, right there, right we're there. We're about to go, or, we're about to go. Or you need to leave. You need If you want to do anything with it, you got to get out. And it's definitely, that that conversation has changed lately. A lot of more people coming here. You've got to come here. You're, You've got to be here. Well, yeah, they're, they're, it's, it is cool. But um, when would you say you noticed that curve? Maybe, and it, it's, it's always hard to put a finger exactly, but... That current corner being turned. <laughs> well, so I think it, the corner had to be turned because of things that happened in the '90s. Um, we had two really cool radio stations in Richmond, um, the Buzz and WVGO, mm -hmm. and 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 this is just my personal theory. But when VGO had Howard Stern on, and the Ucrops got all upset about it, and they had that big boycott, and they kicked Howard Stern off of VGO. And I don't know if this is true or not, but this is the way I, I kind of think it. They got into a lot of trouble financially because they still had to pay for the content. 
You know, yeah. it's like Howard Stern. How can you say that he's you know got some moral clause? Because I mean, when you contract to have Howard Stern on the air, you know what you're getting, mm. right? So if if the U crops successfully led a boycott that led to management, like if they're losing sponsors, they still got to pay Howard Stern, right? And I'm sure it wasn't uh, he didn't come cheap, right? And then once that radio station folded, then the buzz was like right behind it, and then that to me sort of like was the beginning of the death of the, of the flood zone. And when, when the well, flood and zone then, closed... And we also had Hato 4 acting up and doing terrible things to touring bands and all of that stuff. Well, well right. And, and all so up in that same... It, 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 and, and, you know, going back even a little further, like when Richmond kicked the dead out of town, right? So it, it, it seemed like people were going were playing in Washington, and instead of stopping in Richmond, they were either going off down to Tidewater or they'd go on down to Raleigh. Um, but for a minute, we had Toad's, we had the Toad's well, Place, and, like, all of those things happened. Right. And, and, and I think that's kind of when it really started turning... The corner, like you know, we had the national, we had Toad's Place. Um, I mean, the Camel came online right around that Camel time. Renovated and took and expanded it, it, and exactly. built its stage and started really being and invested really cool, in its sound system. Right, and making it a really cool place. <laughs> and then you know, I just it's I guess it's part of that that old saying that there's nothing that attracts a crowd like a crowd, mm -hmm. and, and all of a sudden there's just like this buzz, and it it reaches a critical mass. Well, and there was also get like there's so many moving parts that all had to be built and there were so many individuals building parts of the thing like the gallery five um and and all the things that they did like there was outlets and the shop down in manchester um free open recording space you know allowing for mcs and hip and doing that on the hip-hop scene but also like the space to bring those crowds together and to try new things well you know i think part of that too is also due to the fact that a lot of people have come into this town not realizing the history and sort of like the thing that keeps that I always felt like kept Richmond from really turning that corner that they were always talking about it's like the, the old boy network like well mm -hmm. we don't do things around here in Richmond like that you know and it's like well we're gonna try and do stuff well, like people this. came in and I don't think they really knew that that's what Richmonders don't do things that way and they just went ahead and did it anyway, we're gonna do it anyway. And, it, and it started snowballing and you know I mean, well, and a lot of people left and then came back well I did a lot of people left and learned some things mm -hmm. And uh, played in other places, and then came and back. They came back here and taught other people, and invested what they learned in this scene. Here's another thing I think it's really cool about the city, because I, you know, being an Americana artist and and playing like sort of like country music stuff. The thing that I hear, and I think it's tr it's correct, it's true, is that there's not enough female artists that are getting the recognition. But in Richmond, you've got Lucy Dacus. You've got Natalie Prass and Angelica Garcia. And Angelica Garcia. You've also got um, Allison Reverie coming up. Um, the Northerners were huge for a while. Toxic Sarah Moxie. from Toxic mm -hmm. Moxie. Um, I just saw Get in the Car yesterday. They've got a female drummer and bassist. Um, male vocalist, so, which I mean, is wonderful to see. The women are the ones who are making but, a lot of noise right now. Sarah White. Grabbing national headlines. It's Sarah just, White, oh, Georgie awesome. Isaacs. Yeah. I mean, we have some incredible women in this scene. It's really cool. It's awesome. And yeah. I think that I think that having women active in the scene, I mean like Lady God, I mean all of all of the amazing women, Samantha Pearl, I can Samantha Sam Reed, um, Lady E is an amazing mentor for all of the women in town and all of the up and coming songwriters. I mean like there's so many amazing women that have been a part of my experience of the Richmond music scene. Um, and I think it's it's interesting because <coughs> sorry, excuse me. When I started working with Radio Reverend three years ago, I was the only female booking agent that I know. And now, you know, Carly Shields is working with Jet Trails and blah, blah, blah. But, like, navigating it 
has become much less intimidating because the scene has become much more that's, balanced and I open to that. I think that's really that. cool. And it's, uh, to me, that's sort of like it's bucking against the, the national trend. Absolutely. And and I think they, we do the same thing with our production company. We, we go to festivals and, you know, our photographers are the only girls there. Our videographers are the only girls there. Like, we're working with straight, like, male production crews. And it's like, I got six, I got six amazing girls running around. Watch what we do. <laughs> And then Derek. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's the funny part. We, hey, Derek, watch the tent. We started the show with three guys, and for the longest time it was three guys, and now it's like all these, yeah, it's like, Jesus. Yeah, it was three guys It was three guys and me. And then, yeah, now it's just six girls and Derek. And Brian and Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> there he is, the detached voice behind the curtain. But we still yes. have Zeus. We still Whatever. have Zeus. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's really fun being a part of the scene here. I mean, there's just there's so much for 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 it, for any musical taste. I mean, there's a really cool punk scene. There's there's a metal scene. There's a hip hop scene. There's a, there's a scene. folk scene. There's a bluegrass scene. I, there's, there's a rock blues. and roll scene. It's, We've it's, got it all. It's We've really got cool. it all. I really hope that as part of you know bringing Richmond back onto the national map, that it will do more things. Our funk scene is catch is like. Well, that, right that folk too. festival right oh, now is amazing. I mean, that was, it was, it was here for three years, and then it's supposed to move off to the next city. Like, well, we liked it so much, we'll we'll do our own. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, it's really cool. But I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of room to um, to make it even better. I um, agree. I, and I was talking to, uh, it's like Bob came up with this idea. He was talking about it. And I think it would be really helpful for Richmond is to come up with like to give venues a cabaret license because one of the problems uh -huh. that they have is. Food I mean, sales. Exactly. Yep. And you're not going to these places. I mean, the food is good. The food's great. I love, I love it, but, you know, it, they, they, they have to do that. And they've got to, they've got to, you But know, it would be so much more effective for venues if they didn't have to be open to for happy that. hour and dinner hours well, and could just focus on providing well, music. For, exactly, because then they could really focus on, you know, they don't have to put all this money aside to keep the food operation going. And, they and can all of the staff the sound, and all of those things. Pay the musicians, you know, and, and I think that would help really bring That's the music scene. That's a great idea. Yeah, man, when Bob said that, I was like... That's a great idea. Let's propose that to all of our mayoral candidates and see who jumps in. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, the other thing I started thinking about is, like, you know, it, the whole thing with the craft brewery all started that way. Like, yep. we, we can't serve our beer because of stupid ABC because laws. Because of stupid ABC laws. Right. So what did they do? They went up and got a chain, SB 604. Senate Bill 604 was said, if, as long as you're not serving any other alcohol, you can serve your beer in the tasting room and you don't have to... Well, if, if the and then and then they started investing and partnering with food trucks, which spurred this whole other business, exactly. which continues to feed into all of the other things. Exactly. Now, now, if those guys could get together to do it, why can't the music community exactly. get to do it? I mean, and it would have to be a statewide thing, because I don't think we could get like a special dispensation for Richmond, but I think that would really help the Virginia music scene overall. Give them cabaret licenses. I think that's a great idea. You know? Mm -hmm. Let's let's uh, let's start it, man. Let's, let's get, spread let's, the words. Get the movement going. Let's start it. Let's have someone write it. <clears throat> Justin, Laura, legal team. Legal team. I'll I'll be the head of the legal team. <laughs> well, it's it's been a pleasure. Between you and Justin, I'm sure we can. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Justin and I, we, we've had lots of conversations about all the lawyering and the music, and it's it's, it's great to have somebody like that. Yeah, man. Write it out. I'll support it. Oh yeah. But, I, Justin, if you're listening, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we love you. And we, yeah, <laughs> we love you. Um, and um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Glad, glad we can. Thank you can, very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank been you a lot so of fun. And uh, the upcoming gigs and the video shoot and all the all the things coming up. Definitely see you at Legend Legends Brewery on the twenty eighth. 
October 28th yeah, from, from 8, 8 to 11, 11 yeah. for the music video shoot. For the music video shoot. That's going to be so much fun. It will be fun. That's I'll also plan on picking up my t-shirt that day. You got it. With this amazing artwork. Gray or white? Uh, I'm going to go with gray. White. I was just having a conversation with Brian. I'm not allowed to wear white. It's bad for me. <laughs> she gets stuck in hair ties. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. Way too accident prone for white t-shirts. See, that's why, I, that's why I wear a bib. I... <laughs> I've never actually seen you wear bibs, so I, that's a lie. I had a I had a thing where I was like, I figured I was ruining enough shirts where I just started eating shirtless, but you can't do that in restaurants. So, the bib thing. I'm just joking. I'm, I'm gonna swallow bib. before. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are out of here though. We got one more tune for you. So enjoy this one in Sukasa, e bailar. And uh, we'll see you this Wednesday for Tweed with Megan Burt and The Cure for Love and Alice in the Reverie at the Camel. Music starts at 10 p.m. Doors at 9. Goes until 2 and we'll be up there up front dancing and partying. So come hang out. This is Rojo Light Rodeo. That's Red Light Rodeo. With <laughs> Mockingbird here on Radio Rubber Room. Adios. <laughs> <laughs> You're adorable. To every note I write you And half the words that I have never said He knows the words I scream while I lay sleeping He can only read the words I don't want read Well, the mockingbird's the lightest bird in Richmond He screams long after I retire to bed He can only sing the lines that he has stolen Every scar I left you And a vicious thorn For every gentle rose A loud chorus To the daily lies I tell you And a critic To the very lies I told Well the mockingbird's The loudest bird in Richmond He screams long After I retire to bed He can only sing The lines that he has stolen i